Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. I'm your host, Carly Peruccio, and you're listening to our three-part series about the Land for Maine's Future Program and the Land Conservation Task Force. In this episode, you'll hear my conversation with Representative Pat Corey. He talks about what it was like to be part of the task force, the role of Land for Maine's Future in his own town, and more broadly, why now is the time to invest in LMF. Here's my conversation with Pat. My name is Patrick Corey. I represent House District 25 in Wyndham. I serve on the Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee. Thank you. You were one of the legislators who was on the task force. Could you talk a bit about what that process was like? Sure. It was a huge honor to be on the, the task force. I view it as probably one of the most important pieces of work that I was able to do last year. I think I was asked to be on the, the task force because I'd done a lot in sort of land conservation prior to, to being in the legislature. So I sat on the board of my local land trust for a number of years, and I also have some clients that are land trusts down in Connecticut. I think that's where my, my, my general interest is surrounding this topic. Also, um, I do a lot of work with the Sportsman's Alliance of Maine, and they really spearheaded this with Maine Coast Heritage Trust, and I'm very interested in um, sportsman's type issues, whether that's hunting or fishing. So the the kinds of questions that the task force was considering were some that you were familiar with. Absolutely, absolutely. What were some of the big lessons that you learned from the process, or what stuck out to you? I think that the biggest takeaway from this is that we had sort of a diverse stakeholder group that put this together, you know, as I had suggested that this thing had really come together um, with the, the Nature Conservancy, Maine Coast Heritage Trust, and the Sportsman's Alliance of Maine. But, you know, we had people sitting on the task force from Grow Smart Maine. Um, we had people there from um, Maine Farmland Trust, other people representing um, sort of more recreational interests in the state, like ATVs and, and snowmobiles. And then, and then we had um, other folks that were there that represented industry and municipalities. So I think that the most interesting thing was just getting sort of this wide perspective on what everybody has sort of um, a vision for conservation and sometimes those those visions aren't quite the same but there's sort of one big unifying vision I think. One of the key recommendations to emerge from the task force in its report was a recommendation for um, renewed funding for the Land for Means Future program. Yep. Um, the task force is recommending $75 million for LMF and $20 million for Maine State Parks repairs and I know that you're a co-sponsor of a bill Um, introduced by Kathy Breen, a senator, and she was also on the task force. And so I would love to ask you a bit about this. More broadly, why do you think LMF is good for Maine? So one of the one of the biggest pieces uh, about LMF, I think that that's important is that it it spurs private dollars to come in. That when you look at sort of projects with LMF, you know, first off because you have an LMF board, you're um, really looking at sort of the best projects, the best you know possible conservation efforts. You know, pe- people aren't preserving things that wouldn't be valuable for conservation and other people. But number two, the the number of private dollars that are brought in in order to do these projects is immense you know it's I think generally a three to one match which is really amazing as somebody that sat on my my land trust board for a while one of our 
biggest pieces of property in Wyndham was was conserved with LMF dollars. The other piece of that is that you know we, we also used LMF dollars to um, conserve a, a piece of property that was then sold through um, Maine Farmland Trust in my community and it's really worked to preserve the, the rural character of certain areas of my town and provide places for people to go and interact with nature. So, Could I ask you a bit more then about each of those projects? Sure. So I wasn't on the, the board of the Wyndham Land Trust when that happened. It happened just before I had gotten on the board, but it was something called Black Book Preserve, and it was probably in the very sort of early years of LMF, and it was a 105-acre parcel of property, and they had started to dig test holes to develop it and a group of neighbors had gotten together and performed a land trust. Actually, Senator Bill Diamond was the sort of founder of the the Wyndham Land Trust and and got that going. That land trust has since merged with the Prescombe-Scott Regional Land Trust, but that project was, was probably the first big sort of visible conservation project for people in my town. It really got them thinking about sort of the possibility of LMF. We had a, another project, the farm that we're talking about, there's this huge swath of land that was called the Clark Farm in, in Wyndham. And we tried to preserve it and things didn't quite work out. And right now, pieces of it are being preserved. Um, there was a project that the Wyndham Land Trust had worked on with the Trust for Public Land, and for some reason, it just it didn't didn't work out at the time. There was a lot of farmland attached to it, and we were able to, to use LMF and use other monies we had raised in order to preserve that that tract. What's the role of those places in the community? I'd love to hear how you see community level conservation being part of a, a larger story of the town of Wyndham. I think in a lot of ways when when I look at sort of the Black Brook Preserve that's a huge recreational area for people. They go out there, they hike, they snowshoe, they take their dogs out there. Schools go on trips out there and kids you know that that might be their first chance getting mm-hmm. out there. Not, not every parent drags their kids out into the woods so Sometimes the school does that, you know, and people don't generally recreate on other people's private property, which is a whole other part of the whole task force's recommendations. But yeah, it's, it's been great for us. So the other the other farm piece, you know, that was definitely a rural character piece. You know, we had had this farm there for a long time, the, the Clark Farm, and it's a beautiful old house up on a up on a hill, and there was a lot of open space and property around it, and the road out to that farmhouse is a is a dirt road and you know people like it you know they they like the farm being there so those those are probably what's probably most important to our community well thank you hearing you mention two examples of different types of lmf projects that happened in in a single community makes me think of the breadth of types of projects that lmf serves do you want to talk a bit about some examples of other lmf projects that you have learned more about you know just living in Maine and also being on the task force? So I think probably one of the most important pieces of LMF, and a lot of people don't know about it, is some of the working waterfront money that comes into play, you know, especially, you know, where where I am in southern Maine and everything. Sometimes, you know, waterfronts, you know, become susceptible to to condos and, and everything else. But, you know, fishermen need to need to make a living. They, they need to be able to get out there on their boats and um, spur that part of economy. They, they need a place to actually put their boats in the water, and that's important. So the, the working waterfronts piece is, is, 
amazing. And other types of LMF um, properties that have sort of happened throughout the state are LMF projects. So Coldstream was done a few years ago, and that's probably one that a lot of people have heard about. And we've got sort of native trout habitat there and everything, and it's really kind of a, a sportsman's paradise. And, you know, that's that's certainly important to me, and that's important to a lot of Maine's long-standing traditions. And we had talked a lot about farmland being preserved with land for Maine's future. And I think I think the importance of that is that when you have an organization like Maine Farmland Trust working on these projects, they're selling farmland not at the development level or value of the farmland. They're selling it at, at what a farm value would be. So that, that allows young people to come in and Maine is growing fast in that sector. That's we're growing, I think, almost faster than anybody else, and it provides a place for young young people to come to Maine and, and, and choose farming as a, as a way of life. What would you say to someone who's asking, you know, why is now the right time to replenish LMF? Why is this important right now? I think, I think that we're in a, a moment of rebuilding the program. I think that the program hasn't done everything that it could have done over the last several years. So, you know, I think that, you know, boldly looking at this as, as a project over the next sort of five years and, you know, really trying to look at the task force's recommendations and how we're best able to, you know, find the most valuable and sort of amazing pieces of property for Mainers to have now into eternity. I think that's that's the most incredible part of it. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about is sort of the entirety of this this bond. There's also a $20 million piece in there that um, we'll look at our state parks. Right now, the infrastructure in our state parks, people say we're about $50 million behind. And if we really want to attract people to, to come to our state and recreate and everything else, we should have facilities that are on par with other New England states. So another important or crucial piece of this bond is just getting the state parks up to where they really need to and should be. It's a good first step yeah. there. I mean, what happens with the Appropriations Committee is all of this is going to, you know, kind of kind of work out. They're going to figure out what's affordable, what we can bond and everything else. So I think one of the most important things, too, to think about with, with the entire task force is that we're talking about LMF right now, and then we're also talking about landowner relations, which is a mm-hmm. whole other piece that sort of came out of this. Most of the land, almost 94% of the land that we recreate on in the state of Maine is, is privately owned. So we have to do do everything as we can at the state level to, to work with these people and to assure that, you know, public access to private land, you know, stays available and open. I think that one of the most exciting thing about a lot of the tax force rep- recommendations is that while we're talking LMF and we're talking about um, public access to private land. There's many, many other action items and recommendations sure. that came out of this report, and these are recommendations and action items for communities to, to look at, for the conservation community to, to look at. So I think that there's much more information that, that came out of the task force than just these few bills that we're talking about right now, and I think that's that's really probably one of the most exciting things about it. It's really sort of a roadmap for the future of land conservation in Maine. I definitely encourage everyone who's listening to read the full report. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, it's going to be presented to legislators 
because a lot of us are walking around with a with a copy of it in our in our backpacks as we're we're meeting with different stakeholders uh, around the state house. One of the final questions that I have for you is, you know, why is land conservation important to Maine, but also to you personally? What helps shape that ethic? Why is land conservation important to me? It, it preserves place, you know, it, in my community. It is part of the, the reason I moved there. You know, it, it, it allows me to connect with nature. And as a sportsman, land conservation is very important to me because I like to get out and hunt and hike and camp and everything else. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for this conversation, and um, thanks for being part of the task force. Thank you so much, Representative Corey, for coming onto our show, and thank you, listener, for tuning in to Frontline Voices. You can learn more about LMF by visiting our website at nrcm.org, and as you heard in this podcast, you really should read the full task force report. It's uh, available on mainconservationtaskforce.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or iTunes, however you uh, get your, your podcasts. Thanks again, and tune in next time.